This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Here's Spironi, who rolls the ball out to Cannon. He's got options in front of him. He picks out Thomas. This is a nice-looking move from Palace. That's a neat ball to Ambrose. A space on the right. Good turn. He crosses into Johnson! Oh, yes! Back of the nest! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford of RedAndBlueArmy.co.uk. And for the last time this season... Heskiff and Albert are in tow, and we're building you up to Bournemouth against Crystal Palace. 11th place is up for grabs. Cutting in field, squares it, great touch from Zaha, fires it right-footed, and it's another goal on the road for Wilfred Zaha, and it's a dagger in the heart of Cardiff City and their survival hopes. That's a superb ball, though, out to the right-hand side of Akunas, and a brilliant ball, it's going to be an own goal from Martin Kelly! Milivojevic, that's a great touch, it's going to come back to Batshuayi, 2-1 to Crystal Palace, Roy Hodgson punches the air, and Batshuayi scores for the Eagles here. Townsend skipping forward down that touchline, cuts back in field onto his left foot, he's going to hit one, Townsend, off the post and in! Andros Townsend scores another belter on the road for the Eagles. Yes, highlights there from our victory over Cardiff, making it the most successful away campaign ever in top flight history for Crystal Palace. Um, but everyone, all of the listeners are wondering, Heskiff, did miserable Dave take you there? He did. He did. Although, um, after he'd picked me up and was driving up uh, the top of my road, he asked me if I had the tickets. And I said that I had six tickets, but that um, his girlfriend, who came with us, had the seventh, which he bought. So we did a quick about turn and went back to his house to get it. <laughs> Miserable Dave, always on the ball. And of course, we have eagerly awaiting new parent Albert. Um, any signs tonight? I mean, pre-show, it sounds like you've had a lot of gin. So I'm really worried that you, if, if the wife goes into labour tonight, it might be troublesome getting to the um, hospital, shall we say? Mate, pre-show was so long that she could have had it in the lounge and I wouldn't have known because I'm sitting here with headphones on. <laughs> yes, and um, 
basically for regular listeners you will know that producer billiam this is his last ever show on back of the nest tonight so basically we're, we're, we're making it as difficult as possible for him by drinking a shed load of gin before the show's even started and um, making him do loads of pre-edits but um of course we're always thankful for him and um as one last tribute to billiam let's let's get into this damn i'm thirsty i want a beer what about you you want a beer I'm going to leave you three to it, man. Yes, it's not it's not beer check this week. I actually went to Gypsy Hill Brewery and bought a nice fancy beer and then remembered it was gin and tonic check instead. So um, my my Envoy beer from Gypsy Hill, which is a fruit sour pal, uh, which is actually an anti-Brexit beer, believe it or not, <laughs> um, is is left on the side. I drank it, I drank it pre-pod. And um, instead, we're on gin and tonic. So, Albert, I saw a big bottle of beef eater gin in the WhatsApp group. It's now empty, unfortunately. <laughs> I had uh, I had pre-show, again, aforementioned long pre-show, I had a um, double gin and tonic with um, half a shot of limoncello and some smashed blueberries and a bit of black pepper. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> hang, hang on wait, a minute. Did you, did you actually? <laughs> yeah. You didn't mention that in the pre-show. Oh, you're too busy gassing. Hang on, um, hang on a minute. You always talk about yeah. my fancy beers and you've put black yeah. pepper and avocado into a gin and tonic. Who said avocado? <laughs> I said limoncello. You... <laughs> a limoncello, just for a little twist. Wow. Um, now it's just straight up gin and juice. <laughs> um, Heskiff, on the BBS from the our lovely friends in Australia, Sydney Eagle gave us some abuse saying that um, beer check beer check's an embarrassing feature for us because we all drink such shit beer. Well, it's an embarrassment for, for me as well because I'm not drinking gin for gin check. I've ruined Outrageous. it already. I'm drinking spirits. I'm not drinking a beer. I've got, well, I've finished it as well. I had an amaretto. Which, okay, so yeah, I, you laughed at me. Well, it tastes like marzipan, isn't it? It's great. It does feel like my teeth have melted into my gums though, so this should be a fun <laughs> show. Um, your teeth pretty much melted into your gums last night on Twitter um, in outrage of just basically not being happy for anyone in the Champions League. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. For, Heskiff doesn't watch Champions League football, doesn't doesn't have BT Sport, doesn't watch it, doesn't care. But, mate, come on, this was this was some week for European football, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a pretty good week for me to not watch, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> as we're recording, I've got Newport versus Mansfield on my TV. So I'm obviously going in Pure, quite large. Purist, day. purist, um, football purist. But yeah, well, I at think least Newport are in Wales, you know, that, you know, technically. Exactly, it's European football, country. exactly. Um, there you go. But, yeah, I sort of, like, kept up to date with the scores via people tweeting. Um it just seemed like every time I went back on Twitter, there'd been like another two goals. So, um, yeah, not 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 great. But like you say, I'm never happy, and I'm certainly not happy for other people. That's ridiculous. So, um, I hope no one wins. Somehow. <laughs> Albert, did you enjoy the the Champions League as it was this week? Um, I was out on Tuesday night and completely forgot about the Liverpool thing. Kind of glad I didn't witness it. Uh, but fair play, that's obviously a, a fantastic result for them. Uh, took a little bit more joy out of the Spurs result because I don't mind Spurs when all said and done. I don't mind the team, don't mind the fans, quite like the manager. And, you know, seeing a grown man cry, running onto a pitch uncontrollably, um, you know, it didn't it didn't help. I couldn't help but be touched by it. So, I've, 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 yeah, fair play. fair play to all of them. But 
you know, I would like to see Spurs go on and win it. Chelsea and Arsenal, though, who gives a shit? Yeah, well, you know, like, they Spurs were moments away from going out in the group stages, and now it kind of feels like their name's written on that trophy already. And I don't think anyone who likes football cannot be touched by Pochettino's tears, you know. Seems like such a genuine reaction, you know, um, instead of that Jurgen Klopp going and punching in front of the Klopp, Klopp, the Klopp, the Klopp, it's called the Klopp all the time. Um, so, yeah, fair play. And I think, um, you know, whether you like an all-English final or not, um, I think when 1st of June comes around, it's going to be a big game that most of us are going to watch. So, um, well done to both teams. Uh, maybe one day Heskiff will have a European tour, mate. We'll do it. Uh, bring 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 back the Inter-Toto Cup. We'll win that. I'd be quite happy then, actually. <laughs> Probably get Newport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, uh, basically it'll be either that team in Russia that borders far reaches of China or we'll get like Aberdeen or something and get knocked out. It'll be whatever happens. It'll be wholly disappointing. But um, if we do make it to Europe, what we'll probably do is pick up a few more fans. Isn't that right, Billiam? James, you are right, mate. (laughs) But you have got no fans. But I will tell you, Tristan Pay ain't a bad football team. Because you hate Brighton and I hate Brighton. Yes, we do. Yeah. We hate Brighton. We hate Brighton. We hate Brighton. We hate Brighton. Brighton. Albert, that's the Wildstone Raider there. Um, Professing his hatred for Brighton. Um, Are you going to be getting yourself down to Wildstone to support them now? Listen, no one likes a name dropper, but a colleague of mine's very good friends with the Wildstone Raider. So uh, (laughs) um, it's not far from me, Wildstone. Harrow and Wildstone, I'd like to point out. Um, he hates Brighton. I, I get the impression he doesn't like anybody apart from Harrow and Wildstone. <laughs> you sound like an estate uh, agent. So we've got to ha- got to add the Harrow on the front to make it sound a little bit more expensive. Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, but fair play to him. He, he hates Brighton, and you know he's still milking it, isn't he? Let's be honest. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he does stag do's. He'll, he'll go along to stag do's and just basically I don't get know, pissed what, on other get, people's dime. Well, Brilliant. basically, yeah. I mean, how pissed did he sound in that clip? Very. I think I saw the tweet, wasn't that in Spain or somewhere? So he's obviously on one there. Also today, announce has been that we will be playing Hertha Berlin in a pre-season friendly. Unfortunately, it will be at Sellers Park. Um, and of course, because we're playing a German team, um, Max Meyer was used on the promotional poster for the game. But uh, Heske, if you had an idea of someone else that should have been used on the poster. Well, I was just wondering how much the banter levels would be if we'd put that out with Wayne Hennessy's face on the poster. Not sure how well it would have gone down, but we'd like to have seen the reaction. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 3rd of August, um, get yourself over to Sellers Park for Crystal Palace against Hertha Berlin. I have pleaded on the Twitter to ask CPFC to make it a, um, a two-legged affair so we can all go and get a weekend in Berlin. But that's unlikely to happen. But if you do have any queries about um, whether that game in Hertha Berlin will take place, um, you can always try and call DR because most of you have his number now because I accidentally tweeted out his phone number <laughs> late last night. Now, um, for anyone who follows our beloved little DR on um, Twitter, in his uh, Twitter profile bio, it says um, that it says hashtag Spurs. And of course, this relates to him being a San Antonio Spurs basketball fan, not an actual Tottenham fan. But last night in the WhatsApp group chat, he said, um, I'm very, very happy for Spurs tonight. I'm, I'm chuffed for them. So um, I screen grabbed it and tweeted it as proof that he's actually a Spurs fan. But um, 
I haven't added his number to my phone because, you know, WhatsApp tells me who it is. And uh, I've tweeted his phone number to everyone. So anyone who uh, got their hands on that, uh, one one person suggested, Albert, that they'll, they're going to be calling him drunk for late night discount on kebabs. Fair enough. I mean, San Antonio twinned with Thornton Heath, obviously. So um, do it. We've, we've, I've yet to sample the delights. And I think we, we definitely need to do some sort of end of season special live from DR's kebab shop. <laughs> I, th- I think that could work. Um, I could smash one now, to be honest. <laughs> That's what a couple of gins will do to you. Um, Danny Baker didn't try to blame his latest exploits on a couple of gins, which might have been the best course of action. But um, and, any shocks from review that Emil will fans been embroiled in a racism scam? Scandal, <laughs> sorry. Absolutely none. <laughs> Albert, you're quite a fan of his, aren't you? Actually, Danny Baker, yeah, massive. <laughs> just, just less so now. Just less so now. No, uh, move on. Yeah, move on. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's um, yeah, that's that's a Millwall fan for you. And um, I think we'll end this on. Um, it's the last game of the season, obviously, that we're previewing here. Uh, we'll get into that shortly, uh, being the the Cherries' visit to Sellers Park, but. Um, Summertime's approaching, so we thought we'd do um, Albert Holiday Watch. So, what's the pl- what's the plans for the summer months, Albert? You must you must have some great things lined up. It can't it can't be many places you haven't been to. So, we're wondering what's next on the list. Do you know how many pod- podcasts I missed this season because of ho- genuine holidays? Half of them. One, one, <laughs> one, and no, I'm not going on holiday because I'm having a fucking baby next week. <laughs> so. <laughs> The closest, the closest I'll get, the closest I'll get to going for holiday is going for a a, sl- a, a poo that takes slightly too long. <laughs> I've got nothing else left to say. Let's get into the preview of the Bournemouth game. Back of the nest match preview podcast. www.backofthenest.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around, to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Yes, obviously that is... The announcement today has been made that Julian Speroni will be departing Crystal Palace after 15 years with the club. Um, his contract will not be renewed. He won't get a new one going into next season. And um, 
he does believe that he has a couple of years of playing left in him. So he'll be departing SE25 for Pasha's new for a couple of years. I'm sure he'll be back at some point in some sort of coaching or ambassador role at least. But um, Heskiff, it was um, quite a little bit emotional today out there on the social medias. It did. It was getting a little bit dusty. My eyes were stinging a little. Um, yeah, it was. I, th- I think it was something that we all assumed was coming, especially after the Player of the Year when they did that, you know, Chairman Award or whatever it was. But seeing it confirmed, seeing it in writing, and then the club tweeting out all the videos and pictures and stuff, sort of made it sink in. And it's it's pretty rough because he's yeah he's been here forever, and and it's just you just assumed he would carry on being here. Um, so it'd be weird if he does. I'm assuming he's going to go to another club to get some games, and it'd be weird seeing him not in a Palace kit. But like you say, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll come back as a coach or, or yeah, you know, as an ambassador or something. I think I think it's his destiny in it to be a Palace in some capacity. Mm. Yeah, I think um, just personal wise, he's. He loves the area. I think he owns a lot of property in the area now. Um, one of my wife's friends, Julian uh, Sproni, is her landlord. And if something breaks, like the washing machine, he comes around himself and has an attempt to fix it. So that's um, probably a testament to the kind of guy that he is. And um, Albert, he's he's more than just a football player for this club, isn't he? Does he actually fix them? <laughs> well, um, he has a look. Well, we could all do that, couldn't we? The guy's a fraud. No, uh, no, it's obviously very emotional, and um, the copious amounts of gin aren't helping with me dealing with it emotionally. I will be honest. Um, yeah, it's we, you know, we knew this day would come. Um, didn't want it to, and it's sad, but he's, you know, we just have to appreciate, you know, the hero that he's been. All you know, all the major saves that been very well documented in really key moments that have really sort of pushed this club on and I know you can attribute other things to it but you know he's been at the club 15 years and I think what only makes it a a, a greater story is you know you, you think about when he first arrived at the club and the absolute sort of mess he made of his the very early days of his Palace career and we didn't see him for what 18 months because Karali eventually sort of came in and and took the shirt and you, you know, it looked like Spironi would have just faded away and become another sort of failed signing. Um, but you know, the rest as they say is history and, um, it doesn't need me to sit here and say what a legend he is. You'd be very hard pressed to find anybody that's a palace fan or calls himself a palace fan that doesn't have, you know, huge, huge emotional attachment to the bloke. Yeah, um, and I think there was a, the great outpouring of that, obviously, at his testimonial against Dundee, which... Um, yeah, I didn't go know. to that. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a lot of Dundee fans did, um, and I think it showed how they travelled in their thousands to Sellers Park for, you know, which is basically a friendly with a bunch of journalists on the field, mainly is what I think it was. But um, no, he's just to be so well considered by the two main clubs that he's played for and he's throughout his career is a testament to A's playing ability. But we all know the the fantastic things he's done off the field in and around the club. Um, anyone who's ever had the chance to meet him knows what a gentleman he is and he has time for everyone. And I've seen him outside Sellers Park for hours after games, making sure he talks to pretty much everyone. And, um, you know, there's, 
there's not really that much like that left in football anymore, especially when you get towards the t- upper echelons of English football and in the Premier League as we are now. You don't really see players that, you know, have that time. You know, when you, when we were in the Championship at Palace, you could go and stand outside the players' entrance and pretty much talk to any player for an extended period of time. But very few have continued to do that in the Premier League. But Spironi's been one of those ones that do, has done that. And... um yeah, it's, it's going to be a huge sad miss and it's probably something that we won't see the likes of again in our time, you know, because players don't hang around that long these days. People, players are seeing out three, four-year contracts and moving on for the next payday. Their agents are encouraging them to do so. There is one person who we all know, friend of the show, Dave Perry. Um, we A few of us went to Jules Restaurant in Bromley when it was still open <laughs> and we all ordered steak. Obviously, he's from Argentina and they ate a lot of steak. And they didn't ask us how we wanted it cooked, and they all came back really well done. So, Dave even if you said, say so yourself, even if I, even if I say so myself. And Dave's comment was, "What kind of Argentinian can't cook a steak?" Wow. So, we all love Jules. Miserable Dave thinks he's a crap cook. Does he think Julian was cooking the steaks? He probably was. If if, if he's out here fixing washing machines. <laughs> Bashan, bashan. Yeah, uh, d- I don't know. I don't know if he cooks a good steak. I don't know if he fixes a good washing machine. But what I do know is that he was a bloody good goalkeeper. And um, over 400 appearances, I think fourth all-time in Palace appearances, keeping somewhere in the region of 112 clean sheets. And um, I think the big question mark hangs over is obviously Sunday will be the last time that he'll be at Sellers Park. Now, Obviously, we can finish the difference between 13th and 11th, and that can be as much as four million in prize money. Albert, do you risk him from the start, or do you think it's what a scenario where you either plan from the start and make him captain, or do you think it will be a better sort of reception for him if he comes on in the 85th minute as a substitute and everyone can, you know, outpour all of their adulation towards him? Well, if he can't guarantee a clean sheet from one of his washing machines in one of his properties, <laughs> then we can't expect him to do it on the field as well. So, uh, uh, no, you start him. You start him. It, it doesn't matter. Just start him. Just straight up start him. Start him. Don't let him go in the in the tunnel at half time. Just, let him take penalties. Yeah, let him have a go at the half time challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything. Let him draw the the super draw number. He can join him with the he can do whatever he wants. Join him with the crystals. The guy's a legend. Just give him the just give him the keys to the stadium. And Heskiff on a more serious note. Yeah, I'd start him. I mean, I understand this whole four million pound stuff, but who cares? It's Jules. I just want to see him one last time. You know, he's not he's not a bad goalkeeper. It's not like we're putting uh, Wayne Hennessy in goal. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd, I'd start him. I mean, I I don't think Gwaiter deserves not to play, but like you say, it's, it's Jules, isn't it? So, imagine the reception he'll get if he starts and he you know he comes leads the team out. I think everyone would absolutely love it. So, I'd I'd start him. Yeah, and um, Albert, do you see that Vicente Gwaiter's now pretty much? you know, made himself the the long-term replacement for George. You know, he's still only 32, which is young by goalkeeper terms. And he's had a really good breakthrough season, especially towards the end, kept lots of clean sheets, made some fantastic saves and um, probably probably finally put Wayne Hennessy to bed. What an image. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's, the, um, he's the number one, isn't he, going forward? Um, you know, as long as he's happy. I know there was... 
I mean, it's probably longer ago than I thought, but you know, in in recent months, there was definitely some reports that he wasn't happy, or we were thinking of letting him go again. And um, it was probably nonsense. But uh, if he if he's happy at the club, and if he's on a decent contract, he is clearly, clearly the first choice goalkeeper at this club um, for certainly the next few seasons. And you know, Hennessy's a decent backup, I guess. Uh, and I'm sure they'll look to either bring in somebody really young to sort of play that sort of third fiddle or, you know, maybe bump up one of the younger kids. I don't know. Um, but Guaita gets my vote. Mm. We've been talking a bit recently about Jairo uh, uh, Riedewald perhaps being a little bit up, bit upset that um, Frank De Boer dragged him to Crystal Palace when Ajax admittedly falling at the uh, final hurdle in the semi-finals against Spurs in the Champions League. but. Um, Heskiff, Getafe, he's Guaita's former club, are currently occupying the last Champions League spot in La Liga. Uh, are they really? They really are, yeah. Which is, you know, considering they got promoted the pre the last season was their first season up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guaita made a name for himself there with all the clean sheets and so on. And um, they've pretty much done the same this season uh, and finished their fourth, uh, 58 points, three ahead of Valencia in fifth. Only conceded 31 goals. Only Atletico Madrid have conceded fewer than them. So we should be looking at some of their defenders, shouldn't we? Yeah, well, Spain's a bit of a poxy league, isn't it? He hasn't got the the behemoths of Burnley, Cardiff and Huddersfield. So <laughs> I don't know how much of an achievement it is. Um, but that sounds like they're not missing him at all, which is great. So he can stay with us forever. He certainly can. Um, but yeah, it's nice to finally have a goalkeeper that we all feel a little bit confident in. Um, albeit with, you know, the, I guess the one thing he's done wrong was the little flap in the Watford game in the FA Cup that uh, Watford scored from. And in natural 2019 social media ways, the world and his wife wrote him off as a lost cause. And, um, you know, that's just obviously not the case. Uh, he's a fantastic goalkeeper and um, hopefully he'll be here for years to come. Uh, this game which is Crystal Palace against Bournemouth, sees Scott Dan reunited with um, his favourite opponent. Scott Dan has is on a current scoring streak of four games in a row against Bournemouth. Uh, he obviously hasn't played in the last couple because of injury, but before that, he scored in four straight games against Bournemouth, so he'd have an opportunity to score, to score for a fifth straight game against Bournemouth. He became the first centre-back ever to score in four games in a row against one team. Um Albert, at this point, if you're Bournemouth, do you just sign him? Well, they've got the money, haven't they? Plucky little Bournemouth. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just it's it's quite a phenomenal scoring record for any centre back, really, to score four games in a row. Um, it's definitely a jinx play. I'm trying. I'm trying to think, um, Heskiff, of players that like to score against us all the time. Cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> Billy and would lose it if we started listing them. Glenn Murray. <laughs> Oh, that that hurts. We'll probably, we'll probably just leave that one there. Um, but on the flip side to that being such a fantastic record for a Palace player against Bournemouth solo, we've already one win in nine against Bournemouth, um, and that one win came when Ben Teke scored in the last minutes against Bournemouth, and we won two nil at their place a couple of seasons back. But other than that, our last win against them came in eighty eight Heskiff, so a little bit a little bit of a bogey team. Yeah, I didn't. Obviously, thinking about when you when you told me that before we started recording and having to think, I guess it's obviously true. But in my head, I I, I don't see them as a bogey team. I don't know why. Um, so yeah, it's a bit odd that we've only won one in nine. But 
ah, this is Yamaroto talking. We're going to win. We're going to beat him on Sunday. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Confident. Yeah. Confident. That's what happens when the spirits come out, boy. <laughs> um, Albert, do you think we can get a win? I mean, it's there's a difference in four million, as we've already spoke about. Uh, that will come about if we win and West Ham do not win, which will see us jump up to 11th. But um, do you think it's more a Spironi party as opposed to actually worrying about that four million? Or are you thinking, cool, that four million gets us Jordan Ayew? Nah, just have a party. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I elaborate further? <laughs> I don't like Jordan Ayew. I don't like Jordan Ayew. The end. I thought you were tipping out to get the last drip of gin out of that bottle there, but let's move on to who we think we're seeing for the last time at Sellers Park. So obviously we know that it's going to be Julian Speroni. Heskiff, can you are you worried about anyone else that we might lose? Um, obviously, Aaron Wambasakas talks about staying, and last week we touched on that perhaps sounding like, yeah, I'm just here. For because I'm contracted, but mm. do you think there's anyone that we might be saying goodbye to? Yeah, I think Mama would probably be one of, if he was playing, I would say probably him. Um, Bakary Sacco is obviously not going to come back. I feel like he's we served his purpose. Last time. Yeah, that's true. Um, Gyro might even get sold. I mean, we'll see him on the bench. I don't think we'll see him on the pitch, but someone's got to come in and buy him. I'm sure some like middle of the road team in Spain or something will buy him, won't they? Yeah, so it'll go somewhere. I'm sure someone will be interested. But then I guess it's also the same as pretty much anyone who would be leaving England for another country that hasn't really ripped up any trees here is that he's probably on a slightly bigger wedge of money than he could get elsewhere. And if he's got three years or two years left on his contracts, does he have much ambition? Does he want to see it out? I don't know. Um, that's obviously all speculation from here. Albert, any risk do you think that it might be the last time we see Wilfred Zaha? Uh, every window, isn't it? Every window, it's you start the mental preparation, um, practicing the crying and the looking yourself in the mirror and saying, "Oh, he wasn't that good anyway." Um, <laughs> Not yeah, clinical enough. You know, we, and we, you know, it sounds obvious, but with every with every window that goes past, and he doesn't go, it becomes slightly more likely that he will go in the next one. So, um. It, I yeah. don't think I don't think I could handle Jules and Wolf in no. the same summer. That would tip um, me over the edge. I think. Well, um, Wolf Zaha has obviously hit double figures this season in terms of goals, um, three assists, six penalties, one as well. So that's a nineteen goal contribution for him there. And he obviously went for a very big barren spell in the middle of the season where um, he could have picked up a few more. So Heskiff, he's he's definitely getting up into those sort of numbers now, which will get him the attention from the top six. Yeah, and and the goals that he scored lately have been really good finishes. Um, you know, he didn't even think about that Arsenal goal. He just took one touch and, and banged it in. His his finish against Cardiff was great. Like he knew exactly what he was doing, and it's that sort of thing that you want. Really wanted to see him add to his game, which will you know he'll, he'll get more goals if he if if he's got that in his game. And and I think he's towards the end of the season. Um, it's certainly in front of goal. He's looked. He's looked really, really good. So, obviously, that is from outside of Palace. That's people's criticism of him. And now that he's sort of, you know, got that in his locker, I suppose, you know, the the, the rumours will keep going. Especially, you know, in, in the last window, it was Dortmund who wanted him and, and teams of that sort of caliber. So, I'm sure there'll be a lot 
I'm sure there'll be a lot in the press, and deservedly so because he's great. But I just don't want him to go. I think if um, if if Spurs if Spurs do the uh, fulfil the dream and win the Champions League, I can see Wilf to Spurs being a very real possibility. Um, every every Spurs mate I know all talk about how they'd love to sign him. So if the man on the street is saying it, I'm sure I'm sure the you know. The, the guys at Spurs would be looking looking at Zaha as someone who could flesh out their squad. You know they've not they've not signed anybody for a few windows. I know they've obviously spent a lot of money on the on the stadium, but you know that stadium's a real sort of money machine. They know how much money they're going to make from the, sort of the you know the day to day sort of cash going through that stadium. If and if they win the Champions League, that only sort of boosts the coffers a bit more. So whereas maybe eighteen months ago, you, I'm, even I might have said I don't think Spurs could afford. A player like Zaha, um, like I say, if they if they if they finish that competition as winners, I can certainly see that becoming more of a, a more of a reality. All right, let's get into um, our predictions then. Our final predictions of the season. Um, needless to say, every single person on the Back of Ness Prediction League had us to beat Cardiff last week. So, but nobody had three two. So everyone gets one point. So Ed pretty much firms up his position at the top there. Um, Albert, it goes into this one for us. You're one point ahead of me. Oh, um, you're gonna make me go Hes- first, aren't you? Heskiff's on 27, so he's away in second. So it's between me and you for third. I'm just scrolling through here, and no one else can get to 21 points, which you're on now. So, um, I need to beat you with a correct score. So it, it all rides on this. So we'll make Heskiff go first. Heskiff, you, you let, let 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 Albert. You know it matters. So let him have a little think about it. So first of all, it, the three of us are second, third, and fourth in the prediction league, which shows what a great decision it was to put us on the on the preview show doing these predictions. Um, I, as I said before, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win two one, and the goals will be Scott Dan, obviously, for one of them. And Wilf. Scott Dan and Wilf. Okay. And do you want me to go first, Albert? I think it's only fair that we kind of do it in a rock, paper, scissors style. I'll, I'll do the count. Okay. One, two, three. Three, one, one Palace. Okay. So we're different there. So three, one for Albert and one nil for me. So I'm obviously going for a Scott, <laughs> Scott Dan goal, obviously. Um Albert, three three nil Benteke hat trick. I think you might need it. Don't know what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> well, let's see what we're talking about at the beginning of the season in the very very opening game preview podcast for that lovely two nil win in the sunshine at Fulham. <laughs> we made some predictions for the season, so uh, let's see how we did. So Heskiff, I'm going to ask you for where are Crystal Palace going to finish in the table this season? I don't think anyone's going to like my answer. Uh, is it 17th? No, it's not quite that bad. I think we're going to finish 12th, but that's just because I'm miserable. Albert? I've gone 11th. Okay, well, I've been sort of back and forth between two answers, which are not much different, um, because I'm one Peroni down now, and it's my birthday, I'm I'm going 7th. I don't know what's more disgraceful, that I was drinking Peroni, or that I said 7th. <laughs> But um, obviously, you two... I think one led to the other. <laughs> you're on fire there, you two. Um, obviously, Heskiff, you need, you need us to draw and your prediction comes true. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Albert, you need us to win and hope West Ham lose. So um, that's pretty good going from you two there. Albert, I'm, I'm very impressed. Thanks very much. And um, Heskiff, you, you described it as miserable. Um, it turns out it won't be that that bad, really. I think the worst thing about that was hearing what my voice sounds like on the recording. It's absolutely disgusting. I hate it. <laughs> That's what you always sound like, mate. Right, what was the next one, Billiam? Alberts, how many teams will we do the double over next season? I've gone for a lofty five. Watford, Huddersfield, Fulham, Cardiff, Southampton. Heskiff? I reckon we're going to do the double over three teams this year. And I will also name them Huddersfield, Cardiff, Burnley. Okay, I I go five and I'm going Huddersfield, Brighton, Cardiff, Leicester again, and I'll throw Burnley in there as well. So the answer was actually four. Um, I, I, I got three rights and you two both got two right, although I, I should probably get lots of minus points for saying that we'll do the double over Brighton included in my five. Um, now we know whose fault that is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's my fault that we're not getting European football. It's my fault that we've um, lost to Brighton twice. Uh, let's see if there's anything else in my fault. Billiam, line up the next one. Uh, right, top scorer and how many goals will they score, Heskiff? Wilfred Zaha, 12. Albert? Benteke, 14. I'm going Wilfred Zaha, 21. Who was that, who's that geezer that went in the middle there? <laughs> <laughs> um, Benteke, um, 14. Yeah, as um, Heskiv said pre-show, you got one of the numbers, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said appearances. I thought you said appearances. <laughs> um, although saying that 21 from Zaha is probably not that much um, different from me uh, in terms of very, very far off. But... Uh, Heskiff, you've still got a chance with that. A, a brace yeah. for Zaha on the weekend. So hopefully what what will happen is Scott Dan will head the ball goalwards and then on the line, Wilf will knock it in with his knee. So then <laughs> he'll get his goal and then it will, my prediction will come true. Yes. And um, you'll win all of the money from the bookies for placing a tenner on it at the beginning of the season, I assume. Oh, shit. I knew I forgot something. Right. What was next up, Bills? Top assists, Albert. I've gone Zaha seven. <laughs> uh, I've gone Andros with nine I've gone Andros with eight so very close there right so none of us are really close here uh, MacArthur is currently on six as the leader um, Albert you're two off if you include penalties one uh, Zaha well I am including penalties so, that, so. so that's nine assists if you include penalties for Zaha uh, but then I'm not sure I can't remember how many penalties that Andros has won I think it might be two, which then also sticks Andros onto six for the season, which sticks me as close. So no one no one can really claim any sort of bragging rights there because none of us accepted James McArthur, which I think two of those came in the same game as well. So um, fair play to Jimmy Mack. And what else was next, Bills? Finally, your outrageous prediction of the season. Okay, Heskiff. I reckon Wolf's going to be up for like league player of the year. Outrageous prediction. And this is outrageous because... Quite frankly, we've never done it. Um, I'm going plus goal difference um, in the Premier League for the first ever time. And finally, Albert. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, but I just got a feeling that Wayne Hennessy to get caught up in some sort of like racial slur scandal or something. I don't know what it is. What's what sort of racial slur? I don't know. Just, I mean, he's got long arms. Maybe some sort of like Nazi salute scandal or something. I don't know. I just, it's, it's just something about him. I don't know. I, I can't see that happening. It's a bit far fetched. Yeah, bit of a goose step too far fetched, I think. I, I mean, I got that one right, didn't I? I mean, that's just. I can't, but that's unbelievable. That's Literally unbelievable. unbelievable. 
Thank you. I mean, all the listeners will be going back to the original Fulham podcast from the first game no, of the first game of the season. Not, <laughs> because they just won't believe that it's true that you you managed to nail that one. Sort. No need. No need. No need to go back. There's no need to go back. It was just, you heard it there in black and white. Yes. Um, hashtag didn't happen. Um, <laughs> I think your actual prediction was Connor Wickham to play and finish a game, which that's me two for two, which was actually very accurate. <laughs> Um, you. Heskiff so hard to be up for player of the season I think um, we probably should have had someone at least in and around that mix in one second and he didn't even get there so yeah disappointing but I love Will for the same it's fine he wins so, my award <laughs> but and as for me I'll go back to um, my prediction for the game on the weekend and what I obviously meant was that Palace are going to win 5-0 which will give us a plus one goal difference for the season so uh, Albert's, Albert's hoping for that 15 goal Benteke uh, performance <laughs> to race up the chart why don't you say now I think by my prediction I need 11 for Zaha so at this rate we've got to win 25 nil or something so well, I, listen if it's a, if it ends up being a 7 all draw with Benteke getting all of them I'm still claiming it <laughs> that would be quite impressive even from Benteke standards uh yeah, so basically what I think we've shown there is that we're all for predicting, despite the fact that we have a prediction section <laughs> on this show uh, and that neither of, none of us won it. Ed Kellaway won the predictions throughout the season, so well done to Ed Kellaway. And um, for the last time this season, we'll head to the final section. Back of the Nest Match Review Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Hello preview listeners, this is Chris Amblin from The Review Show. In the unlikely event that you don't listen to everything that we do, please may I direct you from the wonderful preview show that you're currently listening to where Terence, Albert and Sam are hugely entertaining you in a variety of ways and occasionally briefly touching on the subject of football. Um, but we also sort of do that, briefly touch on the subject of football throughout the course of a roughly an hour long show uh, where we look back at the previous game and also talk about all our favourite talking points from the week. So please join us and make sure you subscribe to all the shows on your favourite podcast app. Cheers! Okay, now here's a special addendum to that message. Um, I would like very much to thank producer Billiam for his hard work on the preview show um, as he's leaving us at the end of this season. So what you're listening to as you listen to this advert is the last show he'll be producing for us. He's been an absolute star um, sometimes life gets in the way and he, he feels now is a good time to step aside and let someone else have a go um, so William you've been absolutely brilliant mate appreciate all of your input um, I'd love to say something offensive as it's in keeping with our traditions but right now all I can do and think about is really just to say thanks and uh, we'll miss you mate producer William needs to cut that last bit out what a load of bollocks uh, yeah I've kind of like I was more thinking that's more emotional than it's going to be at Celeste on um, Sunday when Speroni leaves <laughs> Um, Albert, he suggested that we occasionally touch on football there. That's, um, that's not the message you want to hear from the top, is it? I, I, I mean, what's he talking about? <laughs> we cover all sorts. We, we it's only football on this show. Thank you. And the odd Nazi gag at Wayne Hennessy's expense. <laughs> Sue me. Sue me. Um, indeed. Uh, yeah, so uh, as Hambo is so eloquently put there, it's Billiam's last ever show. So um, pff, last year, last year, next year, I should say, through my um, 
gin speak is that we're probably going to sound nowhere near as good as we sound at the moment because the irony William's not going to be here to um edit out all of our nonsense <laughs> believe like these these shows you you hear them for 35 to 45 minutes but in reality it's two hours worth of recording and nonsense and he does a fantastic job of uh making it all sound succinct and listenable and all of that so um have we got a montage of his best bits <laughs> he will have had it's, to put it together billiam so. hit it hit it billiam go what what it will be was just it'll be loads of silence and it'll be like four hours long of silence which is yeah, all the, all, all the be, gaps he's taken yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> all the gaps and anything liable yeah anything basically yeah anything liable um uh the good thing is you can um, continue to follow Billiam on Twitter at showdog22. And uh, basically any time there's been remotely approaching a terrible result for Palace, just avert your eyes to Billiam's Twitter feed. And um, it's endless entertainment because usually it's 14 pints deep Billiam plus um, some sort of tweets. Um, I mean, Billiam, you can come on here and defend yourself if you want. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it can go quite bad, especially away days. <laughs> wow, I never knew you were so posh. Listeners, this is what Billiam sounds like. Don't be funny, that sounds like a, a bloke off a thinking about toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, mate, thank you ever so much for all the help that you've um, assisted with over the last year and a half. Um, I think you've really dragged this podcast kicking and screaming into the 21st century from what was probably a 17th century podcast, if such thing can exist before. So thank you for all your efforts. Um, so that's it for the 2018-19 season of the Back in the Nest Preview podcast. Thank you for everyone that's listened from day one. Thank you for all the new listeners that have come along and joined us on this, um, I don't know, what, what Hambo said, basically this thing where we occasionally talk about football i guess so um thank you to heskiff and thank you to albert for all your efforts during the season and uh, we will be back at the start of 1919 1919 2019 2020 season and um uh, i'd like to promise that i'll be drinking less gin but that's unlikely to happen so until next season up the palace Hi, I'm Jordan Hugel, <laughs> and we're to walk out here with all the bubbles. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.